Hey there, mama. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and y'all, back to school and fall are just around the corner. It's time for a fresh start, a brand new you. It's time to let go of the old, lazy summer nights and fun, exciting, crazy, spontaneous days of summer, and it's time to just get into a fresh start for fall, okay? So let's start by creating some self-care habits that will help carry us through this transitional phase of summer fun to fall on the run, right? That's what I like to call it. Summer is a super fun time. It's full of fun and excitement and family time. And fall is just a little bit of a different thing, right? It's where we're on the run constantly. We're taking kids to and from school and extracurriculars and our schedule gets more full and the holidays come up and there's just so much happening. And we had such a just chill summer for the most part, right? I mean, we all have different um, things that we go through during summertime. Some may have crazier summers than other, but the point I'm trying to make is that fall speeds up, not slows down. And so we have to kind of get ourselves prepared for this transitional time so we don't hit burnout too fast, right? We may have moments of burnout, but hopefully we won't stay there and we won't live there, right? We want it to be an exception to the rule, not the rule itself. So today I want to dive into some self-care routines for moms that can help us get through this back to school season, this transitional time of summer fun to fall on the run, but do it in a way that we're thriving and not just surviving. So if you are ready to thrive this fall and be on the run and enjoy this back to school season with your kiddos, then grab a paper and pen and let's dive right in. mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. Okay, friend, the first thing that I want us to remember is that self-care routines are going to look different for everyone, okay? We all have different things that are important to us, that matter, that, you know, everyone's going to have their their priorities. Whatever you want to prioritize is totally up to you, but I am going to give you some tips and tricks and things that have helped me and hopefully will help you as well to go through this transitional time of summer fun to fall on the run, right? Getting into that back-to-school season. So the first thing I want to get into is tip number one to prioritize sleep. We cannot function as moms without sleep. (laughs) Especially if you have a newborn, you know how hard it is to be in that constant survival mode of not feeling like you are rested enough and have the energy that you need. That constant fatigue helps you to hit burnout so quickly. Now, newborn life is rough, right? And so that's something that we don't want to stay in forever. That's something that we do have to go through when we have a newborn, but we don't want to live there, especially when we don't have a newborn, right? If you have kids in school, you should be past that phase. Your kids should be sleeping through the night. And you should be too. The focus is to have, you know, between, I don't know, seven to nine hours of sleep at least for adults. Eight hours is like a good, solid, ideal time of rest for an adult. So that would be a great target for you. Now you decide kind of what you need, but let's start by getting to bed earlier. If we have to get up earlier to get these kids out the door and make sure that breakfast is out there and kids' backpacks are packed and lunches are packed and morning routines are done, everyone's dressed for the day and diapers are changed or whatever needs to be done, it's 
only possible for those kids to get out the door if they have a mom to kind of guide them through things. Yes, they can do a lot on their own, but they still need a present mom, one that is awake and one that is aware of what's going on and can kind of help them get on their on their way to school. So in order to have that happen, with school starting soon, we need to get to bed earlier. We need to prioritize sleep ourselves so we can get into that awareness mode in the morning and be alert and awake and ready to take on the day, right? So for those early school mornings, let's start by deciding what we're going to cut out of our nightly routine right now, our summer routine, to kind of get back into the swing of things and get into a better night's sleep and on time. First things first, what is it that's taking up your time? What's making you go to bed late? Is it TV shows? Is it, you know, scrolling social media, binging on Netflix or any sort of videos, movies, whatever, right? If screen time is is your weakness, then that's something that maybe can be cut out, right? Or maybe you're not a screen time person. Maybe it's late nights with friends and you're doing it like all the time, every single night, and you're not getting bed till bed till like one or two in the morning because you're having so much fun and playing games, which is great, but your sleep is lacking and so your energy is lacking and your emotions are all over the place and your hormones are kind of not balanced well and you're eating a bunch of junk food because you kind of feel like junk and all the things, right? Maybe it's not that. Maybe you're really productive and maybe you are trying to catch up on work and you're just like a workaholic in the evenings and getting as much in as you can, you know, while the kids are asleep. Or maybe it's homemaking tasks and you're trying to catch up on laundry and dishes and all the things because you feel like the house is a constant mess. Like whatever it is that's keeping you from getting a good night's sleep, And none of these are necessarily bad things, right? It's just the amount of time we're spending on them and that they shouldn't be a priority during the school year because we've got to focus on getting better sleep, right? So don't think of this as like, oh, I'm such a bad person because I'm doing this, this, and this, and I need to be better. No, just take it for what it is. See what is going on in your life right now and just what can be cut out. What, What fat can be cut off? Let's cut the fat so that we can get to bed at a decent time and get a good night's sleep, right? One thing that helps me is setting kind of a bedtime reminder for yourself to kind of prepare for your evening routine to start, right? For example, say you want to get to bed at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night because you were getting to bed at like two in the morning or something, right? You're having all these fun late nights with friends or whatever, or hanging out with family, whatever it is, and you're, you just want to get to bed earlier, okay? So say you want to get to bed at like 11 o'clock. Well, you're not going to set a bedtime reminder for 11 o'clock because it's not going to take you, <laughs> you know, zero time to go upstairs, you know, get all the things kind of figured out, transition into actually going to sleep. It's going to take you some time. So prepare for that transition time, right? So if you're wanting to get to bed at 11 o'clock, maybe you should set a bedtime reminder for 10 o'clock so that at 10 o'clock your reminder goes off and you say, okay, it's time for me to stop, you know, watching a show or doing dishes or, or working or hanging out with friends or whatever it is. So you have time to kind of wrap things up and then you can also go up to your room, wherever that is, and start your bedtime routine of taking care of yourself, doing a self-care routine and kind of getting that wind down time in before bed so that when you are ready to actually hit your head to the pillow, it's around 11 o'clock. Okay, so prepare your mind for that time. You need to make time for transition. Okay, so now that you kind of have prioritized your sleep, now it's time to kind of create a habit of an evening routine. It takes little steps at a time that we build up these evening routines that help us to have a better morning, right? So if you want to set your future self up for um, success tomorrow, you need to do something today to make that happen. So the only way that you're going to have an amazing morning with all of your kiddos and get out the door on time is if you have that good night's sleep and an evening routine that kind of prepares you for that good night's sleep, right? Think of your evening routine as the time that helps you to wind down for the day. It helps you to relax. It helps you to kind of prepare your body for a good night's sleep because we get so wired and caught up in all the distractions of all things digital and just taking care of all the kids needs and 
you know, being there for our spouse and taking care of the home and cleaning and all these different things that are on our plate that when it comes to nighttime, sometimes it's hard to just lay down, put your head on the pillow and fall asleep. Sometimes you have a million things going through your mind and it's hard to just feel restful and feel like you can fall asleep. So some things that help are kind of creating little triggers. So one, the first trigger that you can do, like we talked about in step number one, is setting a reminder on your phone or having some sort of alarm or something to kind of help you to transition into that bedtime routine. Okay. You can turn on music that can help. You can um, lower the lights. So if you have a bunch of overhead lights on, turn them all off, closing all the blinds and just turning lamps on just a few little lamps. So you have like lower light, more mood lighting for the evening to help you to kind of get in the mood of being more calm and unwinding and getting ready for rest, right? You can do things like physically triggering your mind to start the bedtime routine by changing where you are at. So your scenery, right? You are changing from going next to the TV or, or friends or whatever it is that you're doing, your work or whatever, you're closing the laptop and you are going to say your bathroom to go do your evening routine, right? You are physically moving from one place to another. So that that physical transition kind of triggers your brain. Okay, it's time for me to start winding down, right? Something that is really simple and easy to do that helps to trigger your brain is just getting pajamas on, right? Getting out of your day clothes and into pajamas kind of triggers your brain. Okay, I'm getting ready for sleep right? I'm preparing my body for sleep. Doing things like skincare, okay? If you have a skincare routine where you're washing your face and doing different types of products on your face or things, or you're moisturizing your skin, you know, you have really rough heels from being out barefoot all day in the summer sun and enjoying all that time in the grass with your kiddos or swimming or whatever it is, and moisturizing, you know, your feet and hands and things. Or, Maybe you have like a dental care routine where you are brushing your teeth and flossing and doing mouth rinse and scraping your tongue or whatever you like to do. Maybe you like to do um, those, I can't even think of the name of them now, jade stones or quartz or whatever, where you're doing kind of like a a facial at home. Um, I can't even think of the word right now. Why is it so hard for me to think of this? Guasha stones. Oh my goodness. Anyways, those um, can be really relaxing and help you to kind of calm down in the evening. Doing maybe some personal study and prayers, opening up your, your Bible or other scriptures and you know, spending time with God and saying your prayers and just kind of getting that personal spiritual time in. You can pack bags, whether you help the kids, you know, pack their lunches because they're little and you're trying to do that at night or, um, you know, they do that with you after school or you're doing it in the morning, whatever you do that, or maybe packing bags could be getting your gym bag ready for the next morning or laying out your clothes or, whatever, like making sure your purse has everything in it that it needs for the next day or the diaper bag is packed and ready to go so that when you're on the go tomorrow for errands or for taking the kids to and from school and different things, you've got stuff ready to go, right? It can be like we talked about, just taking the lights, turning them off or turning them down to where they're lamps and lower light for the evening, right? And closing up those blinds. You can take time to journal. Journaling is super beneficial in the evenings, especially when your mind is going a million miles a minute. Sometimes it's good to just get it all out on paper. Now that can be journaling, such as doing like a gratitude journal or talking about how your day went or things like that. Or if you're not really into that type of journaling, you could do just like a simple mind sweep and get all of the to-dos out of your brain and onto paper so that you are ready to plan your day for the next day. And you don't have to have it all swirling in your brain. You've released the information, you've put it on a paper so it's out of your mind, but it's still there ready next to your bed so you can plan when you need to. In fact, you can even do your planning that night 
um, to pre prepare yourself so you kind of have an idea of what you're going to do the next day. But then it's not just chilling in your brain and keeping you awake all night. You actually are able to release it and just enjoy little moments as they come. Enjoy a little self-care time because it won't be there for very long, right? The kids are awake and when the kids are awake and you're taking care of everybody else's needs, it's hard to fill your cup at the same time. So take those moments of once the kids are in bed where you can kind of just re-energize yourself and get a little self-care in or before they wake up, you know, or during nap time, like whatever works for you, but trying to find those little pockets of time when you can give yourself a little self-care so that you are not so burnt out that you can't give to everyone around you. It's hard to pour into those around you when you don't have the time to yourself that you need to be able to rejuvenate and and get going again and re-energize yourself, right? So create a habit of an evening routine is number two. Let's get into number three. Okay, number three, develop the habit of a morning routine. I knew you knew this was coming, right? <laughs> but the reason why I say this after sleep and evening routine is because the evening routine and good night's rest is what is going to set you up for success to have that good morning routine. You can't wake up early if you're going to bed late, right? It doesn't work super well. I mean, you can, but then you're totally hitting a crash zone when it comes to the afternoon and you just don't have the energy that you need to get things done, right? So wake up before the kids so that you have time to yourself. Even if it's only 15 minutes, give yourself at least 15 minutes to just breathe before the chaos arises, right? <laughs> Let's be honest, school mornings can be pretty chaotic and hectic, right? So start with a calm, slow morning, right? Start before the kids get up, whatever time your kids normally get up, get yourself up at least 15 minutes earlier. And you can build on that. You can do 15 minutes for the first week as you get used to that, then do 30 minutes and then 45 minutes or an hour, however long you want to do ahead of the kids so that you have time to get in the morning routine that you are wanting to build. Just remember to do it little steps at a time because it does get overwhelming to do it all at once and change all your routines, you know, trying to get in the right amount of sleep and trying to get the evening routine in and the morning routine. Like don't do it all at once. Do it one little bite-sized habit at a time and use James Clear's habit stacking method, right? Where if you want to get up early and you want to have a morning routine, start with that alarm. And that can be the first thing that you do. And the moment your alarm goes off, you turn it off and you stand up and you get moving on the day. You don't go back to bed. You don't press news. Just doing that one little habit can start things right. And then the rest of your day starts going so much better because you, you succeeded in doing that habit, right? You set that alarm, you press, you know, the off button of the alarm. You're not doing snooze. We're doing the off, right? Turn it off, get up and get moving. Maybe the next thing you do is exercise or making your bed, or maybe you want to start off slower and you want to turn it off and you want to have a moment of silence and do some meditation or prayer or study your scriptures. If you want to do some journaling, whatever it is that you want to start off with, create a little habit stack of when my alarm goes off, then I do this, right? So when my alarm goes off, I get out of bed and I pray. When I get out of bed and pray, or when I'm done praying, then I get up and make my bed, right? When I'm done making my bed, then I study my scriptures or whatever it is, right? You choose the order you do things in. You choose the stacking of the habits and how it all works, but start with just that one habit. The first thing you're going to do is set the alarm and not press snooze. That's step number one, right? And once you get that down for like a week straight or something, then add in your next little stack of habits, right? So you've got the alarm set. Now week two, you're going to add in. Now I'm going to wake up and pray every single morning, but just do little bits at a time. And you'll be amazed at how much you can accomplish and how much more alive you feel. Even if you just get up earlier before your kids and have a moment of silence, it's so nice to wake up in silence and not have just crazy chaos. The moment you wake up and having everyone's needs have to be met right then. Mommy, 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 right? 
it's exhausting to wake up that way. You don't want to wake up to fighting. You don't want to wake up to a huge messy house with spills everywhere from kids trying to get breakfast on their own, right? You want to wake up to a happy moment to yourself where you can give yourself a little bit of self-care and then walk into your kids' rooms, kiss their foreheads, get them up for the day and start breakfast. Like starting slower can make your routine and your, your mornings, your life so much better because it's not so chaotic all the time. You have a moment to just be slow. And okay, so some ideas for a morning routine. I've, I've suggested a few, but let me go over a little more. So you can take time to do your Bible study. You know, if you're a Christian, you really love your Bible, take time to get into your Bible. I love getting into my scriptures. We are um, LDS, so from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we are Christian, and we love um, the different books that we have. So we do have the Bible, but we also have like the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price. We now have a new curriculum called Come Follow Me that we like to study that kind of helps us to go through um, the different books. Each year we we choose to study a different book. This year we're doing the New Testament, so we're into the Bible this year, and it's really enjoyable to learn about Christ and his life and his teachings and everything. And it's just kind of a powerful time um, to study all about the Savior. I just really enjoy that. Some things that you can implement in your morning routine are things like studying the Bible or other books of scripture. You can pray, right? Or meditate. You can take time to make your bed. It kind of kickstarts the day and helps you to get in the swing of things and feel like you can check something off first thing when you wake up, right? And you can get dressed. You can go exercise, get some movement in, be physically active, especially being outside and physically active is really, really great. Um, doing morning pages, just taking time to journal and getting your thoughts out on paper and kind of, you know, preparing for the day ahead with some gratitude or whatever it is that you'd like to do, right? You can take time to plan your day, go over your calendar, kind of see what's coming up and what you need to prepare for. What are you going to have for dinner tonight, right? Think about that in the morning. So you have an idea of what it is you need to prepare for. When do you need to start the slow cooker? When do you need to, you know, start cooking the rice or start chopping vegetables or whatever it is that you're wanting to do, right? Maybe you take the time after your exercise to get showered and ready, which makes you feel whole and human. And you're able to do that, you know, whether it's before you take the kids to school or after, but sometime in the morning, just taking time to be clean, showering, right? It seems like such a luxury as a mom, but it's something that should happen every single day that we take time to take care of ourselves, right? And be that example to our kiddos. Eat a balanced breakfast. Actually sit down to eat your breakfast. Don't eat it on the go all the time. I know crazy school mornings can be so busy and it's hard because sometimes you just have to always eat on the go, but do what you can to slow your morning down so you can sit down. Even if, if it's just a bowl of cereal or a little plate of eggs or something, you know, just sitting down to actually take the time to eat. And that can be a time where you get your studying in, where you get your planning in or journaling or whatever while you're eating. It doesn't have to be that you're just eating. You can still do a few things at once if you'd like to, but the less or the least amount of things you can do at a time, the better, because it's so nice to start the morning off slower and just letting your body wake up naturally and slowly. So give yourself that moment. Also eating your vitamins, taking your vitamins in the morning can help energize you and drinking water, right? Maybe you want to read a book or maybe you want to listen to an audiobook while you're getting a workout in or something, you know, or listening to a podcast. I love listening to podcasts and audiobooks when I'm out for a walk or you know, just getting my exercise in or sometimes just like cleaning and getting things done around the house. If I want to start a load of laundry in the morning, you know, after my morning routine is done or whatever, pop in a podcast while I'm kind of getting things going, whatever it is, like sometimes it's nice to just kind of fill your mind with a little bit of an educational something or other in the morning to kind of get kickstart that brain to, to feel like, you know, you're, you're learning, you're experiencing new things, you're educating yourself, even though you're just doing your normal morning routine, you can still 
have it be an enlightening time, right? So think of different things that you can do that would make you feel so alive and help you to be so excited to get up in the morning. And it actually is something that you strive to do. Like you want to do it so much that it actually makes you want to get up in the morning because you cannot wait to do that little part of your morning routine or whatever, right? There's there's something that is powerful about being excited about the habit that you are trying to create. If you're trying to create a habit of being a morning person and getting up on time and you hate getting up early and you love going to bed late, it's not going to be very enticing and you're going to lose the fires real quick, right? You're just, you're not going to want to do it. So you've got to find what it is that motivates you to get up, what it is that motivates you to go to sleep early, what it, what motivates you to do an evening routine or a morning routine. What is it that motivates you and, and start there, right? And then build from that, starting with one little habit at a time and then doing that habit stacking method that James Clear talks about in his book. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word now. <laughs> I'm telling you, pregnancy brain is surreal. It's so bad. James Clear, the atomic, atomic habits. There we go. I got it. You, you uh, triggered my brain to remember. Okay. It's like telepathically or something. Cause we're totally not even having a conversation right now. I'm, I'm talking into your ear. <laughs> You're not even talking back. Please, please do though. If you are ever wanting to have a conversation, please email me Kim at high five motherhood.com. And we can have a conversation because I would love to hear your thoughts on episodes and how things are going and feel free to rate and review things too, as we're, um, as you're listening to different episodes, because it helps me to know what content you're wanting more of what's, what's hitting home, what's working well and, and what's not, you know, if there's some things that we're talking about and you're like, I don't care about that. That's okay. You can let us know. So hopefully this can become a conversation where I'm talking to you through the podcast, but then you're able to email me back and we can have conversations. But I totally could have edited that out, but I just want to be real and just let you know that I make mistakes too and it's okay. (laughs) I have these moments uh, where my brain does not function properly and I'm sure you do too. So just, I wanted to leave that in there so that you know that you're not alone when you have those moments of forgetting all the things because it's, mom brain is real and it's even more real when you're pregnant. So (laughs) there you go. Oh man. Okay. Let's get into tip number four before I lose my marbles again. Here we go. (laughs) Hey there, friend. Just wanted to pop in and say, did you know that we have a Thrive Tribe Summer Summit created just for you with all the systems and routines you need to help your family thrive this summer. And we even have a workbook available for you right now for $9.97. Yes, $9.97. About the same cost or less of a little bottle of dry shampoo. I think we can handle this, right? Very affordable. So if you are looking to visit the replay, go ahead and go to our website at www.highfivemotherhood.com and it'll take you straight to the Thrive Tribe Summer Summit where you can sign up today, get your replay and your summit workbook so you can get all the information and all the tools you need to really thrive this summer with your family. I cannot wait and I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening and let's get back to the episode. Okay, so number four, set up quiet time boundaries. This is going to look different for every mom and every household and and what their kid situation looks like, right? So some of us are going to have maybe newborns or toddlers that are napping. Some are going to have a little bit older kiddos that are going to need to do quiet time. And some are kiddos to be totally out of the house and they'll be at school. So it's not necessarily a concern, right? So kind of figure out where you're at at that spectrum. But think of the days, if you do have older kids, 
of the days that they are home, like the weekends, right? When they don't have school or when it's a school break or something like that and kind of set up these quiet time boundaries. So every single afternoon, there should be time that you have set aside for naps or quiet time. And this works for not just younger kids, but older kids too, because there's got to be a moment where mom can have a break from all the crazy and just have a moment to herself. Okay. This is something that really, really helps to not, uh, it helps you to not hit burnout throughout the day because between the hours of three to about 8 PM is the witching hours, the crazy time when all kids are needing mom and you have got to have like your bootstraps pulled up and you are like ready to take on the world, right? Now, if you had been dealing with kids and newborns and whatever, you know, all morning long and didn't get that break and you are already hitting burnout by the afternoon and then you have to start that three to eight thing where you're doing the kid pickup and the snack time and homework and dinner and bedtime routine and all the things, it's going to be really hard to feel like you can pour into the cups of those around you and help them out because you're pouring from an empty cup. It doesn't work, right? Give yourself the gift of quiet time. Okay. And make this something that happens whether you have kids or not. Now, this is like mama's break time, mama's alone time. Okay. We work 24 seven as moms, right? We're always on the clock. That's not okay. (laughs) As moms, I want you to think of yourself. If you were like an employee at a company, right? Or the boss, even whatever, like you're going to give yourself some time for a lunch break. You're going to give yourself some time for just breaks throughout the day as needed, right? Same thing goes with being a mom. You need breaks. It's not just before work, you know, in your morning routine and after work in your evening routine, there's got to be some breaks during the day. You got to have time to actually eat food. You got to have time to just chill for a minute and take a deep breath, right? So set yourself up with some quiet time boundaries, okay? What this looks like is you want to have time that the kids are totally like enveloped in their playtime. They're able to do independent play without you, or they are napping or whatever, right? Or if that is something that has not been working well for you, you could choose to outsource and hire out some sort of a nanny or sitter or someone to help you during your time, especially if you're a work from home mom, this would be a great chance for you to hire like a nanny to help out during those quiet time hours and help them focus on, you know, some quiet time activities or something so that they can be busy still being taken care of while you're able to get work done or whatever it is that you need to do. Okay. That's an option. I've never personally had to do that yet. Um, I'm not saying that's something I would never do or that there's anything wrong with it, but that's just not something I've had to worry about. I've, I've been able to be very blessed with kids that are willing to do independent play and it's worked out really well. So for me, um, I like to have my little ones down for naps if they are still needing nap time. And for quiet time, we do a thrive in five routine. And that's something that we will talk about in our summit, <laughs> which is coming up in just a few short weeks. It is September 5th and 7th, and we will go into routines, all the back to school routines and systems and schedules and all the things that you need to help you thrive for the back to school season, that huge transition from summer fun to fall on the run. So if you are ready for that fun, amazing summit, go ahead and get your seat saved today <laughs> and go to highfivemotherhood.com. And check out our back to school summit where you can get all the juicy details on all the fun things that we'll be talking about. And I hope to see you there. It's going to be amazing. So if you're wanting to know any more about the Thrive and Five routine and how we can help those kiddos to 
play independently and to learn and be quiet during that time so that you can have time to yourself, then get into that summit. Hey there, mama. I just wanted to pop in and say that we have a huge back to school sale coming up. Get so excited for August 7th through September 7th, because we are going to have our HFM productivity planners, the digital download for sale, 15% off and all of our printables, not just some, but all of our printables are 10% off from now, August 7th through September 7th. So this is going to be kind of the thing that kicks off our back to school summit, which will be September 5th and 7th, starting at noon Mountain Standard Time. So if you are ready to get into back to school things and get systems and routines in place and have printables to help you with all the things all along the way and get your planner ready to go so that you are prepared for that crazy schedule that's coming up with school, I want you to get in right now and get your code, which is B2S15 for the productivity planner for 50% off or the other code, which is B2S10 for 10% off all printables, okay? Again, B2S15 or code B2S10 for those printables and that digital planner. So if you want to get that sale, get it while it's hot right now. It's only here for a month. It's a huge back to school sale, 10% off literally every printable that we have in our shop right now. So jump on it right now today. Get ready to kick off that back to school summit and check out our back to school summit as well, which is at highfivemotherhood.com and you can find it. We have all of the juicy details on what we're doing for the summit, but just think about anything back to school that is a pain point that you struggle with every single year and it's so stressful. We are addressing it this year, trying to help you to have a more enjoyable back to school season with your kiddos where you get to thrive and not just survive as a mom. If you're ready for this, get out of the summer fun and into fall on the run mode, then dive into that summit and make sure that you save your seats today. In a nutshell, quiet time can be the perfect time to sneak in a little bit of self-care and even create a habit of it. This is a, an important habit that we need to have as moms to have that little break time, okay? So do what you can to get them preoccupied with activities that they can do on their own while you're getting some alone time. Some alone time for you could look like maybe you're a work from home mom and you need to get your work block in. That's a great time to do it, okay? You can get in some projects. Maybe you wanna do a fun like DIY project at home or a craft project or whatever, right? Maybe you have some hobbies you wanna do. You, you like to dance or sing or play the flute or another instrument. Maybe you want to, you know, play some sports or do whatever it is that you want to do, right? Whatever is your thing. Maybe you take time to do that, right? Or maybe you take time to exercise. Maybe that's the only moment in the day where you have without kids and you're able to get in a good workout. Okay. Maybe you just want to have a chill time and just relax. Just put your feet up for a second and, you know, drink a little smoothie or something, right? Maybe you want to take a nap. You're totally exhausted and you just want some extra sleep. Maybe you want to read a book or maybe you love to just feel like you're kind of on top of things and you kind of like to get ahead during that time. So maybe self-care for you looks like organizing or decluttering or making, you know, the house decorated beautifully and, and working on home decor, right? Um, maybe you like to, you know, be really healthy and, and stay on top of what you're eating and what your family's eating and you like to do some meal prep during that time. You know, maybe you're just wanting to kind of catch up on laundry and fold it, but you also kind of want to do some self-care. So you listen to a podcast or an audiobook while you're folding laundry and getting things put away. You're like, whatever it looks like for you, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a specific way. What, whatever is self-care to you, 
make it happen during that time. Sit on on a porch swing, get your, you know, feet, be barefoot in the grass and enjoy being grounded and like watering your garden or whatever it is that you want to do that just makes you feel alive and happy and feel like you have time to yourself to do what you want to do to be whole and human again, right? Take the time to do it during that nap time, that quiet time. It is a huge gift and it is something that is needed for all moms. We all need a little bit of self-care. We need that little self-care break in the middle of the day to kind of boost our energy up and kind of get us going again so we don't feel so fatigued and so burnt out every single day. So give yourself the gift of quiet time. Okay, let's get into our last and final tip, tip number five. Okay, tip number five. This is something I love to do, but don't necessarily always make the time for it like I want to. And so I'm trying to be better at this. So this is something I can work on as well, but having a luxury day once a week where you get to do some self-care that's a little more posh than your normal everyday self-care, right? So this can look like giving yourself a manicure or pedicure, not necessarily at a salon. You can even just do it at home. Don't feel like you have to spend a ton of money in order to have a luxury day, right? But maybe just painting your nails and, you know, doing some nail care, not something you're going to be doing every single day, but maybe once a week you can spend time getting a cute little manicure for yourself or a cute little pedicure or something, right? Maybe you need to schedule a hair appointment. You need to go get your hair cut or colored. And that's maybe not every week, but maybe, you know, every six to eight weeks or something, you're going to schedule that in as, as part of your luxury day for that week, you know, or you could do an in-home spa day, right? Doing something that would help you to feel like you were at the spa. Maybe you have a bubble bath or like an Epsom salt or Himalayan salt bath or something, or you do like a, I don't know, just taking time for yourself. You could um, take time to shave, you know, and just be really slow in the shower and just enjoy a really long shower. You could do some dry brushing before you get into the shower, which is super beneficial to your skin in so many different ways. So if you haven't heard about that, look up dry brushing. It's awesome. Um, you could like deep condition your hair, do like a hair mask to help moisturize your hair again and help it feel like it's alive and not so brittle anymore. Right. You can do like crest whitening strips, you know, whiten your teeth if you want, or do a face mask, some sort of skincare, skincare, I can't talk right now, <laughs> or schedule out a fun girls night, you know, or maybe your self-care happens to be just a night by yourself doing something that you just want to do by yourself, whether it's a bubble bath or reading a book or, you know, watching your favorite show or I don't know, spending time dancing to your favorite music, whatever it is, Right. Just taking some time to do something for you that makes life feel luxurious just once a week. And it can be a time where your husband is home and he's able to take the kids for, it can be as little as half an hour. It can be as long as a few hours, you know, whatever works for you, but just once a week, just take time. Even if it's just 10, 15 minutes, right? Where you just can breathe. Even if you just go upstairs and like, I just need a minute and I just want to lay on my bed and just look at the ceiling in silence. <laughs> Maybe that's your luxury moment because you just need to breathe or you just need a minute and you just want to eat some chocolate and it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about it, right? <laughs> guilty as charged. I totally need those moments. Oh man. But just doing something to help you to feel like you have something to look forward to, kind of like a little reward for getting all of the work done that you did during the week. Here's your little bonus, right? Think about what you can do to have a little minute to yourself and just enjoy a little luxurious spa day at home, you know, or whatever, or even out and about with girls if you want, or I mean, whatever works for you. Like the, the possibilities are endless. You could do whatever you want, 
but just think of something that just might make the week be a little more exciting because you have something to look forward to that you're really motivated and wanting to do, right? Okay. I hope these habits and these routines help you and bless you in a way that helps you to thrive and actually enjoy going back to school season and not make it feel like it's so treacherous and such a hard thing and so chaotic and crazy and you just feel overbooked. Like hopefully this can breathe some new air (laughs) into your life and just help you to have a fresh start and realize that fall can be a wonderful time. It doesn't have to be crazy and daunting. It can be exciting and fun. It may be a little different than the whole, um, idea of summertime where everything's a little more lazy and laid back, but it can still be enjoyable if we choose to let ourselves slow down a bit and enjoy those little moments of self-care. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go over and just kind of recap these five tips. All right, here's the episode recap. So number one, prioritize sleep. Okay. Start by getting to bed earlier. Number two, create a habit of an evening routine. Do what you can to just set those little triggers up so you can start habit stacking and creating this wonderful routine of winding down and getting ready for sleep. Number three, develop the habit of a morning routine. Okay, wake up before the kids, set that alarm and don't press snooze. Number four, set up quiet time boundaries. This is the gift of self-care that you need as a break in the middle of the day to help you to handle those witching hours between 3 and 8 p.m. And number five, Take a day once a week called your luxury day where you get in a little more self-care without the kids to do something that you love and want to do, whether that be a manicure, a pedicure, a girl's night out, deep conditioner, whatever it is that you need to do, but having even an in-home spa day, something to look forward to at the end of the week so you can feel like you have a little bit of rejuvenation before you start the next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope these tips help you and I hope you are able to build your own self-care routines, doing things that you love and that motivate you to want to take take time for yourself because mama, you need it and you deserve it. Every mom works so hard and we have so much on our plate. It's important to take time to slow down, take a break and take a breath. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time, mama. All right, mama. Well, that about sums it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to let you know, we do have some big news. We are officially now on Pinterest and Etsy. Cue the confetti. (laughs) Pin it up on Pinterest at High Five Motherhood, or you can visit our shop on Etsy, High Five Motherhood LLC. You can also check out our free printables, our planners, and so much more on our website, blog, and shop at www.highfivemotherhood.com. Don't forget that we're on Instagram and Facebook, so you can look us up at High Five Motherhood or High Five Motherhood Mom group on Facebook. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening. We are so happy that you are here and hope that this episode has blessed you or helped you in some way. Please remember to rate this podcast, review it, and share a screenshot of this podcast on your social media on any platform where you're at so that we can have other mamas enjoy all of this wonderful information too. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye mama.